you guys want to all take a minute about you know why you came here and what you expect to get out of the evening. <laughs> uh, it was about 22 years ago when I was standing on train tracks, and to my left was a dark tunnel, and above me was the Parisian night. With me were my cohorts, Lily Ludlow, who had shaved her hair uh, to go to Morocco to meet Paul Bowles. <laughs> Sandy, the tarot card reader he read on the streets. Michael, the poet. And our guide, David. Six months before, I had been in Philadelphia, and my parents wanted to know my plan. Uh, my father especially, you know, we grew up without God in our house. Um, there was no synagogue or church or uh, Dionysus, uh, just Carl Sagan. And, <laughs> and he was an ultra-rationalist, so by the time I was a teenager, I would, uh, when I would go to hotels on family vacations, I would, I'd get the Gideon Bible out, and uh, I would inscribe on the, on the first page, uh, for an alternative view, <laughs> try reading Bertrand Russell's Why I Am Not a Christian. <laughs> so there I was in Paris, right, for some kind of experience. I, I met Lily, who taught me about, uh, oh, for one thing, meditation and, and all sorts of other things, Carl Gustav Jung, uh, Sandy, who as I said, read tarot cards on the street. I, I knew nothing about it. I thought they were tarot cards. Um, <laughs> Michael, the poet, uh, we would go underneath Shakespeare and Company, the bookstore where we all worked, and, uh, and, and be in this uh, building that was in, built in the 11th century in the basement and light candles and, and tell each other our poems or, or uh, uh, poems of those who have gone before us. So, when you're on the train track, you listen before you go in the tunnel very carefully. <laughs> Make sure there's not a train. Uh, and then you go into the tunnel. And David, our guide, David and Nebuchadnezzar guy with a, with a map, and a headlamp and glasses <laughs> finds the manhole. We all lift it up and we begin our descent into the catacombs of Paris. The first scent that wafts up from the recesses <laughs> is marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Splotches of paint they're drawn on the wall and uh, and smoking and, and there's some German techno pop music, Bauhaus or something, and uh, everybody's <laughs> having a good time. And we could stay there, but we had a we had a calling to go further and deeper into the catacombs. Now the catacombs, the catacombs is a great ossuary, a great place, a, a large uh, bone deposit. You know, around the 12th century. Uh, people started mining for limestone in Paris, sort of willy-nilly. Uh, and 
it all kind of joined up, but it's nothing you know, machine-made, right? So, so there are these uh, labyrinths that go way, way, way beneath the city, and Napoleon had his soldiers there uh, in case there was a siege. Uh, people in the resistance would, would use the, these labyrinths underneath, and they go down, down, down beneath the city. Uh, some of it is still uncharted, but David had a map. <laughs> so as we go down, we see other uh, pilgrims, uh, you know, going, going back out, and, uh, and we greet them in our spirit of adventure. And we go further down, and the smell changes. It's now more of a watery, sulfuric smell. The walls, like I said, this is not machine-made. They're rough-hewn, they're red, they're moist. We pass bones, sometimes lots of them. And, you know, they're not like the bones I saw in the cartoons growing up, all white and bleached. They're a little moist and uh, icky. Uh, <laughs> and we go down further. This is a, a mass burial. Basically, they ran out of graves. Uh, in, in Paris, and they just started shoving people underneath. So, so, so here we are, and something begins to happen, though. We don't see the moon, the sun. We don't know what time it is. Hours, minutes, we don't know go by. Suddenly, we're in our own we're in our own bubble, we're in our own existence, we're we're in some timeless place. It almost feels as if we've always been here and the rest of our lives have just uh, been window dressing. So we go further down, further still, and we see less and less people. A turn to the left, a turn to the right, down the corridor. Finally, we get to the room known as Le Carousel. It's about half the size of this room, uh, with a big stalactite, stalagmite, you know, big stick thing, uh, <laughs> right, right through the middle. And there are skeletons all around it, piled high, piled low, willy-nilly arms and <laughs> limbs. And we sit there. And we try probably to think about the people's lives and stuff, but really we're just, it's kind of weird, we're in a room of skeletons. Um, but Michael, the poet, decides that he would like to take a piece of one of the skulls, you know, sucking the marrow out of life and all that. So, um, so he reaches down and he takes one. And... Um, and we leave that room, and we go further, and now we don't see anyone at all. Now, people have gotten lost in the catacombs, and people have died in the catacombs. If your light goes out, you're screwed. Uh, no matter what kind of map you have, you can't see it. Uh, and there are marks on the wall of people who have gone crazy, uh, run out of food and water, and have clawed, clawed, clawed on the walls. So that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> but David's got the map. So, so we go through the hole, and then 
to the left and down the hill and to the right. And there's that same hole again. Okay, hold on. <laughs> we go to the hole. Oh, okay, go to the right. Down the hill. To the left. That's the same <laughs> hole again. <laughs> this went on for like 20, 30 minutes. I don't know it's timeless down there, right? But, but what I did know is that we began to panic. Uh, David's light grew fainter. I suddenly wished that I had had a plan. <laughs> and finally, after doing that for the how many time, Lily says, okay, you guys, I know this is going to sound uh, kind of out there. And I'm thinking more out there than all that other stuff you've told me. Tarot cards, Carl Gustav Jung, Madame Blavatsky, the Tree of Life, the Gnostic Gospels, Tibetan Book of the Dead, channeling, aliens. <laughs> but she says, I think that piece that you took of the skull, Michael, I think you should leave it. I think it wants to stay. So Michael begrudgingly took his souvenir and ritualistically and graciously placed it on the ground. Five seconds went by, 10 seconds, 20 seconds of looking at the map and oh, that wasn't the hole. We hadn't even seen this hole that was right here, right? It was, it was kind of in the dark. We, we go through the hole and we go, oh, okay, now we go up the hill and oh, and now we go left, we go right, we go up, we go up. We see a fellow traveler. We start to smell sulfur. We start to smell marijuana. <laughs> and we come into that great room and then we go up the ladder and lift the manhole and almost forget to listen, but <laughs> listen. And there's no train. And after replacing the manhole, we walk out of the tunnel onto the train tracks and into the Parisian night. Thank you. <laughs>